0: Hi and welcome to today's episode of Distinct Authors Talking Publishing. Today we have a very special guest with us, D.S. Knight, a romance author, and she has joined us to talk about her latest book as well as some of her other work and as a friendly chat gets to know you. So please join us today in welcoming Ms. Knight and we thank her so very much for joining us. Thank you, D, for taking the time out to join us. Um, So, uh, Hello, it's a real pleasure. It's it's a pleasure to have you here. I'm very excited to chat with you. I was going through uh, your Amazon page, and you are on my to be read list. It's rapidly. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's very nice of you. Well, you know, it's just I uh, I was reading some of the 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 blurbs and stuff for your work, and I'm just like, hmm, this is intriguing. I, I must pick up these
1: books. <laughs> <songs. laughs> so, um, so, could you tell us a little bit more about yourself, Dee? Uh, yes, I'll try to. Um, well, my name is D.S. Knight, and I grew up as a Navy brat, so I'm a big fan of the military, although, you know, I know that they're not perfect, but they're, they're what we have, and we're happy to have them. Um, and I married my high school sweetheart. And after we'd been married a couple of years, my husband um, had, you know, he told me the whole time we were dating, someday we're going to go truck driving, someday we're going to go truck driving. And I said, oh yes, sweetheart, sure we will, okay. Well, one day he came home from work and he said, well, it's time, let's go truck driving. And I said, wait, what? But <laughs> but we did, we went truck driving for eight years over the road. And um, during that time, you know, trucking is well, when you're, when you're doing it as a business, it's a pr- pretty isolating kind of thing because one of you is sleeping and the other one of you is driving. Yeah. So you're going down the road and you're driving out in West Texas or across Nebraska or whatever. And, you know, you're paying attention to what you're doing, but your mind also kind of is picking up on other things. You see a car the side of the road, and you say, oh, I wonder where they're going or where they've come from or who they are. You know, they robbed a bank and they're running from the law or are they going out to Nevada to get married or what's the deal? Yep. So I would build these stories up in my mind, but it never occurred to me, never ever ever, that I would ever write them down. <coughs> and then um my husband got into consulting a few years later, and um we were sitting some in South Carolina, actually. He wasn't going to be there very much longer. He was there as a consultant. Yeah. And I said, well, I'm not going to get a job because we're only going to be here a short while. What should I do? And he said, you should write a book. And he said, you've been telling me about all these stories you thought up all these years ago. <coughs> so that's what you should do. And like an idiot, I said, oh, that sounds fun. That sounds easy. I think I'll do that. <laughs> so I sat down and I just started writing these stories that I had in my mind. And found out that I loved it. My gosh, I would get up at six o'clock in the morning. I'd sit down at the computer. I'd write, 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 write. He'd come home from work and I'd say, oh no, do I have to make you supper? (laughs) So he would go to work, I mean, go to bed and I would write, write, write write until one or two o'clock in the morning. I found I just loved it. Yeah. So I wrote a book in one month. I sent it off to um, an online publisher. (coughs) Excuse me who said, I really like the way you write, but uh, we're an erotic writer, erotic, erotic romance company, and you don't have enough sex in your stories, but if you ever write another book and you have lots of sex, please send it back to me. So I said, well, who can't write about sex? So I sat down and a month later, I sent her another book. It had much more sex in it, and she published it. <laughs> oh, wow, oh, I could actually become an author by writing about sex, this is great. So uh, that's how I got started and it just sort of took off from there, you know, up until that point I'd done, I'd had lots and lots of different types of jobs, but I never, never knew what I wanted to do, you know, when I grew up yep. and suddenly I found something that I felt like I could do for a long time. I really enjoyed it and, and I haven't stopped doing it since then. That's oh, been that's- a long time ago. That's what it was like 2002, somewhere in there, 2003. Yep. Yeah, I, I think. But, um, yeah, you know, and and time flies when you're writing.
0: That's the one thing, you know. I mean, it does. I started. I'm probably dating myself here. I started writing um, when I was quite young, actually, and I I, uh, I won't I won't say the age, but I, let's just put it this way. I I had free reign when I was in school because uh, the teachers knew where to find me. <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> you know, by the time I hit elementary school, um, you know, and in Canada it's a little bit different. Um they only in, they only really instigated the the middle school uh within the last few years just because of the you know, and it's only in certain areas. Most of the time it's you're you in primary school and you go into high school. Um and I started really? early. I started early and by the time I was in junior high um I had already finished my first full-length novel um and oh my gosh i given it to my creative writing teacher to read she loved it she says well why don't you do this and it's it's it it's almost like it's a compulsion I think and that's what it sounds like to me for you is, is it's, it's a compulsion. You, you know, it's, it's part of, it's part of your identity. It's part of who you are. Mm-hmm. You, you really need to have that in your life um, in some fashion. I mean, I, 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 write I every never day.
1: realized it before that though. I well, read, I read every day yeah. I, and I should write every day, but I don't. Um, well, I did try writing one time before I was in fifth grade. Yeah. And I started writing a mystery story and I scared myself so badly. I said, well, I'll never do this again. And, and I didn't until I was in my fifties. So (laughs) it stuck.
0: Yeah, it, it, it does. And I think influences when you're younger impact, how you, you look at it. Um, I, I can remember in grade six, grade seven, I think it was grade six. Um, the class had an assignment um, and of course it was this is English so this assignment was to create a poem and you had to write this poem and, and do all this other stuff and I did I wrote this poem and it was about dragons or something I can't even remember what it was about but the, te- <laughs> the teacher loved it my grandparents not so much they're like why would you waste your time on it and, and it's you know but I think we we've kind of sort of you know, we are like sponges when we are creative and we're artists and we're authors, and, and you know, we're like sponges. We soak up everything around us, and you know, it becomes such a huge part of us, you know. One of the running jokes that I, I've heard from a, a great number of authors is just, don't, don't tick me off because I'm going to put you in a book and to kill you. all <laughs> <And> I... <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> you and you know? won't be the hero either <laughs> no
0: <laughs> and I think that that's that that's really is an influence you know you scared yourself at such a young age that it took you some time a, a number of years to really pick it back up and I think that really that that influence does have uh whether we think about it or not really does have a huge part in the process would you agree or disagree. Yes. Yes.
1: And I think one thing that um, drives the compulsion with people who like to write is that every day is different. You do something different with your characters. You do something different with the plot. Mm-hmm. It's not like uh, going to an office and, you know, you pull out a file and you do such and such, and then you put it away. And because your imagination is, is king, um, you can make your day whatever you want it to be. And I think that, that makes it a lot more fun. Mm-hmm. Makes it interesting.
0: Uh, mm-hmm. I would agree. I would agree. So, so you know, you, you said that you don't write every day. But do you have a writing schedule, per se? Or is it just when the mood strikes you?
1: No. I know I should, but I don't. Um, it has been pretty much whenever the mood strikes me. Or when I have a deadline. Deadlines are golden, pretty much. Um, unless I set my own deadline and then I, you know, I can slap myself around a little bit and say, Oh, you don't have to get that done today. So I'm really good if someone else gives me a deadline Mm -hmm. and then I will stick to things. But um, when I was working, I'm retired now, but when I was working, I had an alpha smart and I would take it to work with me. And during lunch, that's when I would do my writing and I could knock out, gosh, fifteen hundred two thousand words during lunch. And then I would come home and dump it down into the computer and, and do the editing on it. Yeah. But um, that worked out very well for me. I'm really distracted easily now that I'm at home all the time. Yeah. And particularly reading. I'll mm-hmm. say, Oh, I'll read one more chapter and then I'll write some. So yeah. um no, I'm not as good about writing every day. Not not like I used to be. It's been a long time since I've knocked out a ninety five thousand word book in a month. Like I did at the beginning.
0: Yes. But, um, yeah.
1: It's it's a real discipline, I found. It I mean it's not only a love, but it's still you still have to think of it as a business and as a job. I don't always do that as well as I should. Okay. So, so. that makes me a bad writer, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well <you> know,
0: <laughs> No, well, you know, as long as you're getting the work done, I think is that's that's the biggest, you know, the biggest um, thing that you can do right i mean as long as you're getting the book written by by the time that you need to have it written then you know if you write every day fantastic but if you're writing you know maybe every other day but you're still getting your word count in, then you know hey that's that's positive in my mind at least um, i mean i try and write everything. i hope you're right <laughs> <laughs> so
1: <laughs> i'm gonna so, go by your way of thinking
0: okay there we go so uh, <laughs> what do you find the most challenging like you know um do you spend you know do you spend a certain amount of time every day you know if you're not writing do you do you dedicate it to promotion and marketing and, and those sorts of things or oh, do you yes. just do it all in one fa- fell swoop schedule everything and then forget about it
1: no i do marketing every day um mm-hmm. and i find i have to because otherwise everything piles up and before you know it you're behind um so I have a blog, and I I do posting for other authors, and for whatever strikes my fancy. Mm-hmm. So I do that at least twice a week, sometimes three and four times a week. Yeah. I also blog on other people's sites, and so sometimes that turns out to be one once or twice a week. Plus the writing, plus um, you have to do research up to a point, and yep. then there's all the social media to keep up with, which, which. Um, When I first started writing, there was no such thing as social media except for Yahoo loops. Yep. And when I first started writing, I knew so little about anything. I had, I'd never heard of a Yahoo loop. i never heard of erotic romance. So when this publisher wrote back and said, if you ever write anything in the realm of erotic romance, please send it back to me. I had to look it up. I had no idea what it was. (laughs) So um, I had a, a great learning curve there. (laughs) And then I got involved in Yahoo and I found that Yahoo was such a time sink that if you did what everyone said you should do on there, you didn't have time to do anything else. And I think uh, today's social media is somewhat the same. If you do, you know, the amount of time you should do on Facebook and the amount of time you should do on Twitter. And um, I don't even belong to Instagram, but I'm on LinkedIn. I don't belong to Pinterest or, you know, everyone says, yeah, you should do this. You should do that. Oh my gosh. By the time you, read everyone's posts and respond to everyone's posts. And then you, the people that you blog with and blog for, you have to respond to them. It's many hours that you can spend a day doing it.
0: Yes, it does. And I found that that even kind of
1: wears you out a little bit. So, you know, you may not spend as much time writing as you should even doing that. Yep. But um, you have to market. So what are you going to do?
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So do you do your own marketing or do you work with a marketing company? Uh, like, I know there's a few online, but uh, or, or do you, are you kind of like a hybrid where you do a little bit of both?
1: I do almost all my own. I do belong to Book Club Pro mm-hmm. and they post on Twitter for me several times. I belong to All Author and they'll do tweets. And um, I'm working with a man, uh, My Philly Media, Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's in Philadelphia and he does, um, he tweets for me now and then too and helps with other things. He goes to conferences and stuff like that for me generally. Okay. So I do that, but everything else I do myself. So did she you... Including making my own graphics too, so that even that takes time. Yes, it does. Although that's fun.
0: It, yes, yeah. it is. I, I love making book trailers. It's just, it's one of those things mm-hmm. I find it very relaxing, but I mean, that could take all day to make a book trailer. So.
1: <laughs> exactly yeah but you know it's it's still creative in the same realm as writing is creative but it's it's a different skill set so it mm-hmm. kind of gives your mind a chance to relax from the writing part of it
0: and yes you'll be
1: you know happily creative so
0: yes it it it's it, very true now do you have more than one project on the go at a time or do you just focus on one book at a time
1: I try to focus on one book at a time uh, I have been in a situation where I've had two going at once. For instance, um using the pseudonym Ann Christ, I wrote the book Burning Bridges. Mm-hmm. And at the same time as DS Knight, I had started Passionate Destiny. So okay. um, Passionate Destiny was giving me a fit. I I just I don't know. I, I had in my mind what I wanted the story to be, but I couldn't quite get it down on 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 the computer the way I wanted it. So I was struggling with that, and then I'd, I'd had this idea about um, a girl who fell in love with a guy who was on his way to Vietnam, and, um, and she got pregnant just before he left, yeah. and then he died, so it was it, then it took up with her as an adult and her, and her daughter as an adult, and um, that story was so clear to me that I decided to stop writing Passionate Destiny and just pick that up. And so I wrote that in, um, let's see, Passionate Destiny, I guess I was in, it was February, I think. In mid-February to mid-March, I had Burning Bridges finished, and I didn't finish Passionate Destiny until November. (laughs) So I just kept struggling and kept struggling with it. I don't know what the deal was. But finally, I said to myself, self, if you don't finish this book by Thanksgiving, which is the end of November, then you're just going to put it away and not look at it anymore for a long, long time. It'll be buried. Yeah. And I finished it the week before Thanksgiving.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
1: And I immediately sent it off to the publisher and I never thought of it again. And then that book, that stupid little book that took me forever to write, turned out to have just great reviews. And, um, and it was a top pick in Romantic Times Magazine. So I guess I'm glad I finished it, but it was a real pain in the neck to finish
0: yeah i can imagine i can imagine
1: so when do you have
0: um you know and I, and then I have talked to a lot of authors who who said oh yeah no 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 this is that I, I don't worry about that but when you're looking at your writing and you're looking at it, your marketing and, and that sort of thing do you have a a budget and a structure to it um like do you go in with the the mindset of this is what I want to do with this particular project whether it's you know I want to finish on this date and then when I'm doing my promotion job I I want to do this this and this to get this result or is it more of an organic uh, process for you
1: organic makes it sound like it really is natural and it works well but um, (laughs) that's not really (laughs) the case with me but but organic is what I do I, I mean, for years I read, you should have a marketing plan, you should have a you know a budget for your marketing, you should have this, you should have that. And I, I see where that's right. But um, I don't know, I never seem to be in the place where I sit down and do that. And so what happens is, um, I'm working, working, working on the book and suddenly I'm finished with the book and I don't want to deal with it anymore. And so I, I well now I'm doing self-publishing so, I say, oh, I'm going to publish this book. And then I say, oh, but wait a minute, how do I get the marketing started? So, of course, I should have started planning months ago or weeks ago at least to get the marketing set up and started and have a cover review and have a a pre order and have a, you know, get with Fiverr or somebody and have them do something for me. Yeah. But um, I'm usually just reacting instead of being proactive okay so um again bad author i (laughs) I should be better at these things (laughs) so so how do you do it
0: um i'm a little bit um i'm all over the board in all honesty i i try to sit down at least once a once a week and i'll spend you know 40 minutes um scheduling posts making it graphics that sort of thing for those posts to be scheduled and then and then the rest of the time, it's oh well, I've got this idea. I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do that. Unless, of course, it's something like a cover reveal, or you know, I'm trying to develop a launch team, or I'm trying to do this, or I'm tr- or generate reviews for a, a new release or something like that. Then it's a little bit more structured. But for the most part, I try and schedule it. because if I don't, I'm the type of person that I have ten thousand things on the go. Anytime. Um, you know, right now I'm in the process, uh, believe it or not of writing three books promoting. Oh my uh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> promoting two. <laughs> doing, edits, no. doing the podcast, doing book trailers, doing, um, my YouTube channel, uh, trying to get all of that organized doing all of that researching um i'm uh, currently in the process um, myself and a co-author we we've we got together when we started a series and it's it's quite a um a large series but now we're kind of branching off from just the books we're we're in in the process of developing our board game to go with us and then we've got the cosmetic line that we're kind of developing and and looking at and then oh my gosh
1: (laughs) (laughs) and you're doing a podcast woman you need to get back to work (laughs) (laughs) and then of
0: course you know I'm off right now for uh, because I I I suffer from some migraines but once we've kind of got those all put together and that's all taken care of then it's back to working full-time I work full-time for a retailer so it's like yeah there's not enough hours in the day so if I don't if I don't schedule something then i will forget about it or if i you know i'm looking at it and and, and sadly that's uh, you know because there's so much going on that's why it takes me a little bit of time to get back to people and because i'm you know i'm trying to do so many things so i i'm a firm believer in schedules i love schedules but i have found that they only work to a certain point with me because I'll schedule right down to the last minute, and then so I'll get into there, and I'll start doing something. And the next thing you know, I'm looking up, and I'm going, "Oh wait, it's it's this time, and I'm supposed to be." Oh wait, I I, I was supposed to be there <laughs> hours ago, kind of. Oh, no. So yeah, so it's oh, no. It's yeah. I I have alarms on my and and notifications on my phone and on my computer. And my poor husband is he's, he's like he just kind of just shakes his head because he knows me so well. We've been together almost twenty three years. So
1: oh, okay. I was he just gonna say, been... did he ever see you? <laughs>
0: we have yeah I have I have my office in one part of the house and he has his chair in the living room and I just open my office door and that's how we communicate some days and Some, some days I don't leave the office but I find that I'm promoting myself but I'm also working with other authors and I'm you know and I'm I'm networking and I'm and I, that's that's one of the things that I really enjoy doing. So I find that I get a lot of value out of that because it's like, well, hey, you know. I'm I'm going to talk to this person today, and and having that exposure to other authors and other authors' voices and their styles and stuff, I find that it really helps me, and it gives me ideas on how to promote, and it gives me ideas on how to market. And so yeah, I'm. Do you, I'm, do you I'm have a background to- in marketing? I have a background in business management. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I well, I wish that. I
1: did because then I would understand better what works and what doesn't work. I think. And right now, I feel like I'm just kind of shooting at a wall because I'm not really sure, um, you know, good wording or whatever. Mm. Um, I think it'd be it probably would be worthwhile taking a couple of courses in. How to market how to how to figure out the best keywords to use on amazon even that would be a course in itself i
0: have a resource i will send it to you i actually have something that uh, for that that i will actually send that to you i will email it to you um Thank that you. i have found works wonders and it's it's can be a little time consuming when you first jump into it. Now there is a paid for course that you can take with this resource, but I never use the paid for Mm -hmm. because it's to me, I mean, it's, it's a good value for your money, but I, I can get enough out of it where I've picked up enough where, you know, I'm picking up keywords that are actually resonating and, and, and things that I can find. that I've kind of dug out of there. Um, and I've subscribed to his list so it's he's and it, there's lots of information in there that's really really good and it covers things like your keywords it covers you know how to look at your your blurbs and how to you know really look at them and see how things you know how they might be read and your title and how important your title is um have you ever tried um lulu.com has an amazing um um, online program that they that they offer free and it's all about titles and what they do is you take and you you put your title in or or the title that you're thinking and you kind of put it in and you can play with it a little bit and it'll tell you what your option you know whether that title is a good one whether it's you know it's going to be up there in the the bestseller range or it's going to draw in the readers and they've they've got like 80 years of um data that they've that they've, they've they've built this this resource on and i'll send you the link to that as well because i think it's it's very beneficial i found it to be absolutely beneficial um because it was I had the book that I that I actually have coming out right now um, from Beachwalk Press, Hunters are. It was actually titled something completely different, and then I started playing with the title and putting different mm-hmm. options in, and I went from you know ten percent chance of it being eye catching and being on the be- you know best selling title to sixty two percent within thirty five minutes of just playing around with it. So, wow, yeah. So I mean, that's to me. I mean. It, and I mean, titles are important, of course. They're not the whole, the whole thing, but it's very, you know, very beneficial. So I do have some, some resources. I'd be happy to share with you and, and some links and stuff I can shoot off to you and so that you can, you can kind of look them over and see, and and, and maybe it might be beneficial to you and, and helpful. I would appreciate that so much. Thank you. You're very welcome. Very, That's very welcome. That would be great. So, um, yeah, I think marketing and promotion is one of the hardest parts of of it um, of the whole process. Uh, now, when you first got into this and you first started doing the publishing, um, you were working with a publisher. Did you find that um, you were kind of lost in the whole process? Like it was was it overwhelming with the the edits and then the cover design and and all of these these things that come into putting together a book and getting it out onto the market. Were you a little overwhelmed when you first started out? And has that eased over time?
1: Uh, it has eased greatly, yes. When I first started, um, they were using, I can't even think of the name of the program now, but it was they were kind of corny, cheesy sort of graphics for cover art. Mm-hmm. So my first few covers, I wasn't all that impressed with, but it was what everyone was using, so I didn't think too much about it. But then my publisher got with an actual cover artist and she was wonderful. So I've been really lucky since then to have really, really great cover artists do work on my books. Now my husband and I are doing them ourselves and I don't know if they're any good or not, but we're trying our best. Um, The editing process, uh, like I told you, she accepted the second book I sent in and um, the editor wrote, and the first thing I read in her comment was, Wow, this is really a great book. There wasn't much to edit here at all. And I thought, oh, ah, ha, 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 patty myself on the back. This is really good. And then I turned the page, so to speak, and it was like a sea, sea of red. So I thought, <laughs> oh, gosh, I'd hate to see what a book looks like that she doesn't think is good. Um, but it was all very worthwhile. She made excellent points. Every editor I've had has made good points. Every editor I've had has caught things that I should have caught myself. Mm-hmm. That if I were someone else's work, I would have caught. Yeah, But, um, so that process hasn't been bad at all. So, you know, cover art, not bad now. Editing has never been all that bad. Um, But like I said, the marketing has been bad. And when I first started, I mentioned to you, I knew nothing. I didn't know, I mean, I I guess I knew how to tell a story innately, but I didn't know mechanics of book writing. I didn't know um, points of view. Yeah. Or I didn't understand deep point of view at all. That took me a long time to, to pick up. No one could really explain it to me in a way that I understood it. And I kept asking my publisher, what do I what do I do to let people know about my books? And no one would help me. No, I mean I don't think I don't think they didn't help me <coughs> excuse me, because they were upset or they were mean. I think other authors were trying to find their own way through it. Yeah. And the publisher couldn't do for one that she wouldn't do for everybody else. Yeah. So uh, Yahoo loops was the biggest thing we had. And I found there that it was all authors reading what other authors were saying. I, I don't think there were very many readers out there at all. Yeah. I tried doing reviews and reviews back then were much easier to get than they are now. Oh my gosh. Now it's like, um, well, they almost all charge now for reviews. Oh, I know. And even then, oh gosh, we did our taxes a couple weeks ago and the guy said, um, the, the accountant that does the taxes said, why are you spending so much money on your writing? And I said, because everything costs. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Before you, they had lots of review sites and you could get on the review site. It might take a couple months but at least you'd get a review. Yep. But now I think most of the review sites are gone. Yeah, yeah or know. they're
0: they're buried in, in 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 the the sea of of sites that and now I, there's there's a bunch that I know and I will I'll send you some links to them as well but they're very difficult to get reviews but they're free reviews um you're such a sweetheart <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> you. you're welcome you know and and to me that's that's the thing you know I, I just I I I I have to agree, getting a review now is almost impossible. I I think it's easier to pull hens' teeth than getting a review these days. I would Um, agree with you. I I know, I sent an email, Mm, well, let's see, Um, Book 13, Redemption of the Forsaken series came out in September, Uh, September 23rd. I sent a request for review for that particular book. Uh, the week before it actually was supposed to come out, I had ARC copies, I had author copies to give out. And I sent a request for a review um, because they didn't want the book Mm -hmm. yet. I'm still waiting to hear back. It's now 1st of May. So yeah, so I think, you know, I think that it's, yeah, it's just one of those things. And so many people are charging for reviews and I'm, I'm one of these people that, no, I'm not gonna pay for a review, and I'm not gonna charge for a review. I don't charge for the reviews that I get, and I do. I go all out when I'm doing a review. I post to Amazon and Goodreads, and I put to Bookblub and 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 Google Play, and then I do a video and a podcast review. Oh my gosh! So,
1: <laughs> oh I, my
0: goodness. I'm, I I don't know. Maybe it's just I'm just the wrong mindset. I don't know. But for me, it's. <laughs> If you're giving me a uh, two review, I'm gonna give you my honest opinion. Whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether you know, and I mean, it don't matter. If you give me the book, I review it and I'll give you my honest opinion. And if it sucks, I'm gonna say it sucks. I mean, I may not post that review, I may just send it to you and say, Hey, look, I'm sorry. I I can't post this review. I didn't I didn't enjoy the book. There was just too many things going on that I just didn't feel comfortable posting about. But you know, um and, and I think that that it's come to that point, and it's, it's a sad thing when we have to pay someone to give us a review because then you know it leads to that question of are they giving me a good review because they like the book, or are they giving me a good review because they want me to pay them? <laughs> you know, um, right, right. I mean, uh, that's I don't just,
1: even mind that so much as I have paid for a review. And you could tell reading the review that the author that the reviewer didn't read the book. Yeah. So a, a few months ago, um someone had just you know cold called me sort of thing on email. I'd love to review your book. I've looked at your website and I would love to review this book. I charge you know I think was, I think it was seventy five dollars, but I will not post anything less than a four. If it's yeah. less than that, I'll send you your money back. Here's my website, here are the testimonials I have. So $75 is a lot of money. So Jack and I talked it over and we decided, yeah, we would go ahead because it was so hard to find places to get reviews. Mm-hmm. And um, so uh, I sent her the money and that was like in December. Yeah. the end of February, I had, didn't have a review yet. So I yep. wrote her and I said, can you tell me what's happening? And she said, oh, 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 yes. Um, I'll have it done in the next three weeks. Well, she didn't have it done in three weeks. I wrote her again. I'll have it done by next week. And then it was her computer was down. Anyway, it took like three months to get the review. And all it was was the blurb restated over and over again. I was so ticked off. I can't tell you. Um, uh, so she hasn't contacted me since because if she said, Would you give me a testimonial? I would have to say, No, I don't think I will. Yeah. But. Yeah. Um, so at least if you're going to pay for a review, you want, you want the person to read the book and give you an honest review. And yeah, I used exactly. to review for Romance Junkies. Yeah. And, you know, they had a particular format that you were supposed to follow. You, you describe the book, you describe the heroine side, you describe the hero side, you, then you give your opinion. Yeah. And I thought that was a really good format for reviews, and that's generally the way I write them now. Yep. Yeah. And I do write reviews for most of the books that I read. So... Um, I think it's you know it's a valuable thing you can do for an author. I just wish more sites did them.
0: Uh, I when, when I
1: started writing back in the early 2000s, I have stopped a couple times, one time for like five or six years and another time for two or three years. So it's not that I've been writing constantly during all that time, but it seems like every time I stop, things change dramatically by the time I get back into it, and one of the big changes was the review sites. I yeah. think it's a big negative for for writers. It
0: is. I think it's, it's become almost painful uh, to yes. to look at it. And, and I think part of the biggest problem is, is the number of books that are coming out on a day to day basis and on a, you know, Month by month basis, when you think about, I mean, there's tens of thousands of books released every month. You get people that are self-publishing. You got people that are going traditional. You got people that are doing hybrids. You know, they're both they're they're both traditional and self-publishing. Uh, you have people that are just writing a book and throwing it up online. Um, and there's right. there's been a few that I have read that I have and I very rarely don't finish a book. Um, I will stick with it even even if it means that I have to skim over some of the pages because there 's content that maybe is uh, uncomfortable for me.
1: I used to be that way, but not now well now there 's too little time and too many books, so yeah. if i 'm really at a point where i 'm saying i don 't like this heroine i don 't like this hero i don 't like this story that i that I put it down
0: yeah, yeah, so. I, I think that's the way we have to look at it. But it, it, I mean, it is, you know, when you, when you look at it um, and that was one of the other things is that I was, I was looking at, you know, um, there was a question on Facebook the other day about the most unethical practices in the publishing industry. And, and um, you know, I know my thoughts, but what are your thoughts? You know, what's the one thing or, or the, the, collection of things within the industry that you really feel um, needs to be revised?
1: Well, um, again, I've been very lucky to be with um, what I think have been honest publishers. Uh, It's only recently that I've started self-publishing recently, as in last, last fall, maybe. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I hate that you're with a publisher and they won't tell you anything about what's going on with your book. So you get a statement, maybe at the end of the quarter, but you don't really know how many books you sold. You don't really know. Um, I don't know. There's no real accounting. So I dislike like that. Yep. I think it's unethical for uh, publishers. And fortunately, none of the ones I've been with publishers that say they're going to do X and Y for you and then they end up doing nothing. They might put your book out, but they don't do any real editing they don't do any real care with the author. And as you said, there's so many people who are just you know, new writers that are putting their work out. Uh, uh-huh. And if you don't have someone helping you through it, then it's like throwing you to the wolves. Yes. So I think that's unfair.
0: Yes, uh, I would agree. Um,
1: it used to be, I think, that authors didn't get paid um and I don't think that's the case too much anymore because there are too many other places to go now than there used to be. Yes. But um, that definitely would be unethical. It is. And I, I don't think know, that's that's just the, my thought. The stigma <laughs> of
0: being a self-published author isn't there as much as it used to be. I think that's one of the big things yeah. that publishing houses have kind of woken up to and understood that, hey, you know, they don't need us. They, they can go then and do it themselves and, you know, um, but one of the things I really, um, I find is, is really disconcerting is the amount of misinformation that is given. You know, you get people that are, oh, well, you, you know, if you do it this way, this is what's going to happen, and, and it's like... The information that they're giving is is so outdated, or it's just it just shows that they haven't done their research. That to me is um, it does a disservice to the whole industry. I think because if you're just getting into it, you know, if you're just getting into the industry, say now, you you don't have the experience from you know the last ten years, last fifteen years of being in this industry. And you're asking questions, right. and someone is ha- saying, "Oh no, no, you can't do it this way. Don't go through a publishing house because this is what." And they're not talking about a traditional publishing house. They're giving you information about a vanity press or something along those lines. So I think that the the for me one of the things the the misinformation, the misleading information mm-hmm. that is given out sometimes can be a, a drawback as well.
1: I think. For someone who's new to publishing, I don't think self-publishing is the best way to start off. I think going with an established publisher, an online publisher perhaps, but but one that's been in business for a while, mm-hmm. really starts you off well. You've got a support of other authors, which you often don't have in self-publishing, and you have um, you know ho- hopefully a good editor, a good mm-hmm. cover artist you'll have some guidance in how to market. I think they do a lot better now than they did when I started, yes. and uh, I think it just gives you a good foot up to know what to expect and then you know how to do it for yourself a little bit better yes so if someone asked me who was a brand new author what what should I do? Should I self publish I would say no. Go with someone who's there who's going to help you, and um, you know talk to some of their authors and find out how they like the publishing house yep, and then try that for at least a few books and see how it goes. Uh,
0: very good advice, I think, I, I would agree, uh, because it's just, there's, there's, there's too many predators hiding in plain sight, I think, in, in, some, in some, some, some yeah. regard, uh, for the new, the new authors that are out there, so, um, so, uh, um now you've got uh, your your latest uh, book, um, One Woman Only, uh, I believe it's called, uh, just just came out very recently. Uh, what uh, what more do you have in the works? Is there like, do you, when is the next book in that particular series set to come out? Are you are you working on it right now, or
1: I'm working on it now. Um, hopefully, in the next couple months, it'll be out. And um, the series, the Good Man series, has been about triplets brothers uh the first book was only a good man will do Mm -hmm. the second one was one woman only and the third one was is uh called i think working title is um with only the heart and it's about a genius he's the genius brother Mm. and um he's working for a company in richmond virginia uh doing very high classified sort of work as far as the company is concerned and he finds a a cleaning woman in his office when he comes in real early one morning yeah and it's not until she leaves that he realizes he's not supposed to have cleaning people in his office but he puts it out of his mind because he's kind of one of those people who's focused on his thinking yeah and it turns out she's an industrial thief oh wow um they're going to end up having the relationship Oh nice. It's been, it's fun so far. Oh, Good. Good.
0: So, can you uh, can you tell our, our listeners a little bit about how they can they can get a hold of you to to purchase uh, your books um, websites, uh, Facebook, etc.
1: I'm on a website with uh, several other authors. It's called nomadauthors.com. And it's uh, romance writers writing everywhere for readers, writing, reading anywhere, something like that. Um, because Jack and I traveled so much in our, in our marriage. So we, we're, we think of ourselves as nomads. Um, the two, my two other pseudonyms are also on there. Anne Chris, who writes sweeter type romances, Burning Bridges yep. is her book. And, and she has a series that I have planned for later in the year And also, Jenna Stewart is another name I write under. And Jenna Stewart writes um, historical menage, and also shapeshifters. Okay. So, um, I kind of divided the three names into three different types of writing. Um, And also, um, my good buddy Jan Selburn is on Nomad Authors. She writes historical romance. Mm-hmm. and historical fiction, and she's just an outstanding author, um, and also, um, gosh, Amber Carlton, who writes historical erotic romance, okay. and um, my husband writes as as Francis Drake and also as Rusty Derrickson, and he does not write romance, but he does write sexy books. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the, those are the people know. nomad authors right now. So nomadauthors.com is the website and um, I can send you the list of my social media, including the newsletter. Jan and I write a newsletter together called Aussie to Yank because she lives in Australia and I now live in Idaho. So we compare our lifestyles um, as the year goes on each month. Oh, nice. And, um, she's she's so much fun what a dry sense of humor we have a lot of fun just emailing back and forth laughing at each other oh good so plus she's just an excellent author that's always nice to deal with people that you really admire their work style yes and yes, yes. Uh, the only a good man will do is put out by black velvet seductions which is uh the last publishing house that i worked with and they're really good people And the authors there are just so supportive. I I don't think I've worked any place before or written for any publisher before where the authors have done so much for each other. So Alice Renaud, she's going to be on Nomad Authors very shortly. She writes um, magical, phantasmal sorts of things, mermaids and mermen and stuff. And Callie Carmen and Suzanne Smith and Patricia Elliott, they're just lots of good people at black velvet seductions and they and they do it sounds kind of sexy they do sweet romance also Mm -hmm. so um uh i got off the i got off the topic but anyway that's that's the best place to find me is Okay, i'll
0: have that link for anyone uh, any of our listeners who are interested in checking it out in the description box um and i will also uh put your social media um links as well once i get them um, d do you have any, you. any, you're very welcome, do you have any final words of inspiration or advice for um, anyone who's looking at getting into publishing into the industry at all?
1: I think you have to write in order to learn how to write. There's no easy way to do it. You can read a thousand books and until you sit down and actually do it, you won't know what you're doing. Uh, you, you won't really become an author until you, you, you know, produce something. And I think you have to be fearless when you if you're an author, unless you're just writing for yourself, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you want to be an author. Then you have to eventually send that work out to somebody and even it's surprising even giving it to somebody that you know loves you a friend a relative. It's very scary to do that. So you've got to be fearless. If you're going to be an author, make up your mind to do that right now and uh, because of that you're going to produce the very best work you can make sure you learn something about the craft so don't be like me and you know fiddle your way through five books before you figure out what point of view is find out what point of view is find out what deep point of view is find out uh, how to change scenes what's the purpose of a scene what's the purpose of a chapter they're not just there for you know to divide a book up so i would say learn your craft i would say uh, develop some really good friends that you trust, and you trust to give you cold hard truth and not just what you want to hear. Uh, to read your book and critique it for you, you'll they'll find things that you never imagined. I mean, in your mind, your story is so clear that if you're going to, you know, go forward in writing, you should find someone who's going to help you see the places that you've missed, the things right. you've missed. That's really important and uh just find some really good friends who are authors too who can you know you can commiserate with you can share your joy with you can just talk books with because that's really important i think just to have someone to brainstorm or discuss the things that are going well for you and the things that aren't going quite so well no one understands what what you're going through as an author as another author very i think all those things are important
0: Excellent. Awesome. Well, thank you so very much, Dee. I, I appreciate you taking the time. I know we've kind of went a little over our our scheduled time, but um, it was such a good conversation. We just, yeah, I'm, I'm so thankful that you you took the time out and I thank you again for your patience in dealing with the, the technical issue that we had originally. Um, uh, so, and I do hope that you uh, will come back when the next book, your next book comes out and talk a little bit about that and a little bit more about what's going on in your 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 life and and that sort of thing
1: thank you so much i've really enjoyed this very much and i apologize for all the confusion to begin with but uh talking with you has been a real joy thank you
0: thank you i i'm so glad to hear that you you had a good you had a good experience and uh if um um Uh, I want to thank every one of our listeners here, um, for taking the time out. If you haven't already, please hit the follow button uh, or the subscribe button. So you do not miss any upcoming episodes and we will talk to everyone very soon. And Dee, if you could just hang on for just a moment. Um, are you, are you, are you, are you still there? Hello? Okay. I think I've lost you. Um, Are you there? Can you hear me? I think I've lost you. Hello? 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 Uh, can
1: you hear me? Uh, can you hear me?